0: is going on everybody welcome into underground sports philadelphia episode number 452 it's kb and matt coming at you with the trade deadline breakdown we're gonna be breaking down everything that happened with the phils major league baseball and the what could have happened uh plus we might text noah cinder live on the pod since he's now a philadelphia philly and His Twitter bio says to text him, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Make sure you guys are following us on the socials, though, at Underground PHI on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you enter our giveaway. That is our pinned tweet on Twitter. Last full week to get in on that. We're announcing the winner next week uh, on the 8th for the Brian Dawkins variant cover of Wolverine number 22. Uh, All you got to do is retweet, follow, and then you get an extra entry if you subscribe to the YouTube channel. So go check out the giveaway at Underground PHI. Follow Matt on Twitter at matt MattCastarena. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Check out the website, UndergroundSportsPhiladelphia.com for all of our written content. Subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews as well. And, of course, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. We hit 200 subscribers yesterday, and then I woke up and uh, we got Eric Hosmert a little bit, uh, and people said, nah, not going to let you hit it yet. So go subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. Smash the like button. Click the bell icon so you don't miss a single episode of your favorite Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast in full video form. Big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main Auto LLC, Dusharms Pro Foot Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. Go to TomahawkShades.com. Use promo code USP at checkout for 25% off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com. Kenwood Beer, go to KenwoodBeer.com and use the all-new and improved Kenny Tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. You got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly and Bino Board. Go to BinoBoard.com and use code BINOUSP for 10% off your order at BinoBoard.com. What's going on, man? Living the dream. Dave Dombrowski was living the dream yesterday as he was wheeling and dealing. uh, Three new members of the Philadelphia Phillies, two members of the Phillies now gone, uh, and our boy is gone as well. We'll get into all of it, but the first move that went down uh, was the Phillies acquired outfielder Brandon Marsh, a.k.a. Forrest Gump, from the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim for catching prospect Logan O'Happy a one-for-one deal that left a lot of people scratching their heads at first, um, being that just a week or two ago, it was kind of known that Logan O'Happy was being turned down in most trade offers. And then you trade him for a center fielder who is 24 years old, uh is under team control through 2027, but has struck out in 36% of his plate appearances so far this year. Uh is hitting I believe 226 or 236 this season. Not really great at the plate, but he's all-star gold glove caliber center fielder defensively, which is something the Phillies have lacked kind of since Shane Victorino left town. Um but Brandon Marsh the new everyday center fielder for the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah, um I think they're just making the bet
1: that you can improve offensively while having the good defensive skills that he has, which is not something you can... Good defensive skills is not something you can say of many of our outfield uh, options at the moment. So I think it's a fine bet. Ohapi, you know, listen. I think we've all enjoyed the last, like, three months of pretending like Logan Ohapi is going to be some, like, great savior for us. But the reality is you have JT for another three years. Um, There's just very little chance of him breaking through that barrier uh, at any point in those three years. Um, and we've seen like Philly prospects all the time. And this happens to every team all across. Like where we have these prospects that hit well, have these good seasons and everyone kind of attaches like hopes and dreams to them. And then it, it doesn't turn out right. Uh, we've seen that with another guy that gets traded yesterday too, where it's just sometimes these guys don't pan out. There's no guarantee. What I found interesting too is that he, Immediately, though, became the highest rated prospect in the Angels' uh, farm system. Yes, number one. Um, which says
0: uh, a lot about their farm system. Yes, I
1: think it says more about us than them. Um, I think it's fine. I think you, you get someone that can help you now. And again, like you said, has team control for another five years, um, it's a position that we've constantly shifted in and out of. I think the only beef is that Veling's been pretty good this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it, you're kind of displacing him for this, but. I don't think it's like a bad bet uh, here. I, I think it, it's a it's a fine move. This is like the type of move that if this is the only thing you get, you you're throwing rocks through the building. Right, um, but yeah, I think this is like a fine on the margins type of uh, type of deal.
0: Yeah, and uh, Rob Thompson said that he talked to Matt Vierling about the move too, and said you know you're still going to get opportunities to play. Uh, it might not be in center field every day, but, like, you're going to get opportunities to play at second, play at third, play, you know, different corner outfield spots, and uh, Matt Vierling, I don't think, is going anywhere. Like you said, he's played very well this year, has earned a spot on this roster, um, and I think, you know, it was also said Dombrowski and his uh, presser with the media afterwards said they think there's some minor tweaks that, they're, that the Phillies hitting, you know, coaches and stuff can do to Brandon Marsh's swing that can turn him into like an all-star caliber player, which if they figure out his, you know, plate approach and he can, you know, start hitting the ball and say, even if he's hitting like 270, that's a, a massive win because not only are you getting your everyday gold glove center fielder, you have a guy who can hit potentially at the top of the lineup. He can run a little bit and he's on a team friendly under control contract for the next five seasons. I think that's, Pretty big for a guy who was also a, a highly touted prospect in the Angels system just a couple of years ago. Yeah, so I I just did a, a quick comparison to of like the last year. Oh God.
1: <laughs> oh Lord, have mercy uh, of uh, Veerling and Brandon Marsh and um, you know like some stats. You know like Veerling definitely uh, better on like he's he's definitely been a better hitter, but um, yeah Brendan Marsh has been a, a one war player. Uh, Over the past year, and he's had you know like almost double the plate appearances, so you know that helps. Whereas Veerling's been a a zero point two, you know you look at a a lot of the numbers, and they're actually like some of the advanced numbers not that different. Um, They're not like markedly different players. Um, In fact, Veerling probably provides a little better value, uh, like overall, Um, you know. And I just think again, you can, um, you can, you can, if you're making the bet that you think there's something about this guy you can improve and he has these other
0: like potentially elite tools. That's good. And I think a lot of things get a little twisted too with Brandon Marsh because he's been playing left field for the angels because uh, up until a couple weeks ago, you know, they typically have this guy known as Mike Trout in center field. Uh, So he's been playing. I don't know if it's, if out of position is the correct term, um, but all of his like stats and stuff for this season uh, have been with him playing left field for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um, but this move also called for the end of Oduble Herrero. He's been DFA'd. He's gone. Some
1: some true first team all bozo, you know, <laughs> um, getting, getting
0: shipped out. Number is 37 nice. is no more. Peace. And uh, it is now Brandon Marsh, who will wear number 16 for the Phillies. Do with that, as you will, my fellow Jersey analytics people. Uh, the next move that was made is a familiar face coming back. We talked about this probably like two months ago, Matt. David Robertson is back in a Phillies uniform. We said how funny it would be. Uh, And it's still very funny. It's so funny. D-Rob's back. Don't hate it. In exchange for another guy that was deemed nearly untouchable just a few weeks ago, uh, and that is one Ben Brown, traded to the Cubs, um, has been having kind of a breakout season uh, this year in the minor leagues for the Phil's big arm six foot six um, was kind of like the number four pitching prospect in the Philly system outside of the big three um, but a, another one for one deal and David Robertson is bringing his talents back to Philadelphia Um, yeah
1: <laughs> you know what I think is so funny about all this is like you know not to jump the, the gun here but people were like All about Rodon, right? And like, fair enough, because he's he's great. But Rodon, like mentally, the reason Rodon was available even was because he's had an injury plagued like past few years, and he signed this just like
0: insane kind of contract,
1: like that just is so rare. That like no no one mentioned that about Rodon. It's like, oh, why is he available uh, halfway through the season like this? That's so weird. That's so weird. you know the giants are bad uh but it would just be so phillies to have oh yeah traded a ton and it. it's just been a dave robertson situation except it would have been even more likely because rodon's had an injury whereas when we traded for robertson he was like an iron man like he's um Only so good to seven
0: games in a phillies uniform yeah
1: so and everything he said too is that he was uh, excited to be back and um I'm, I'm excited to have him back honestly i think he's still yeah. got
0: um something to prove and He's pitching very well this year for the Cubs too. Like at 37 years old, he's been like a dominant back end of the bullpen closer type for them. I think he has 14 saves this year. Um, let me pull up the rest of his stats. But like he's been like a workhorse at the back end of the, the bullpen as a 37-year-old, like you said, Iron Man. Um It's just very funny that he's back. He will wear number 30 again. Um which Enmundo Sosa, who was also acquired by the Phillies uh earlier before the trade deadline, switched his number from thirty to thirty-three. But David Robertson this year, thirty-seven games, three and O with a two one eight ERA in forty one and a third innings pitched, fifty-three strikeouts, a one point oh two whip. Um he's having just like nearly a, a career year this year. Um best he's performed really since like that dominant run he had with the Yankees um it's wild that he's back and I think it's it's one of those cool second chance moments and I I, I think Tim Kelly might have tweeted it from Phillies nation that uh you know if David Robertson's part of the the back end of the bullpen that helps his Phillies team make the playoffs for the first time since 2011 that'll be a really cool like full circle story yeah, that'd be nice um so he joins. What has really turned into a pretty formidable bullpen now, Matt, because Jerry's Familia, also designated for assignment to make room for David Robertson. Uh, so first team all bozo, completely gone now as Jerry's Familia. C'est la vie, pal. Get Peace. the fuck I'd out. I'd like to say that we'll miss you, but we absolutely won't. won't. <laughs> I'm fully convinced that he was just a New York Mets industry plant. Yes. um, And the fact that Philadelphia has had way too many former rival industry plants come into this city on teams over the past few years It's quite
1: insane. Got you know, one a year. We need to start a uh, I don't know, talking to NSA or the FBI get 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 really you know, behind better vetting process. Yeah, like
0: let's let's figure it out. Let's figure it out. You know, out. it all started with, you know, DeMarco Murray back in the day and then Al Horford came to town and then Ryan Kerrigan last year for the for the Eagles. Uh, And now Jerry's Familia, who was just absolutely terrible. And also, not so great quote from Zach Wheeler saying that, you know, Jerry's Familia is a great guy. He's one of my best friends. Zach, maybe you need to find some better friends, buddy. Jesus. Don't get your finger caught in your zipper. Uh, Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports team's go to work and with the rise of streaming platforms new tv shows and movies are popping up every single week and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch well that's where streamer season comes in the exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for tv and movies on the underground sports philadelphia podcast network join me kb and a plethora of our hosts right here at usp breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. David Robertson's back. Um, That deal I was like kind of okay with simply because Ben Brown, like I said, was like number four in terms of the big pitching prospects that the Phillies had. I think he's going to be very successful with the Cubs. I think that's a good pickup for them as well uh, for the long-term. And, uh, you know, down the line, he's probably going to be in that rotation for the Cubs if everything pans out for him the way that it has so far uh, in his minor league career because he looks like he's going to be a major league pitcher. Yeah. Then the next one happened, which I don't know why they couldn't have made the the, the deal together. Um, Noah Syndergaard is now a Philadelphia Philly. Thor is coming to the city of brotherly love in exchange for one of our hashtag podcast guys, which it was very evident, Matt, on Twitter. Some people just follow us and don't listen to the show, uh, because if you listened, you would know we are Mickey Moniac stands. Mickey is now gone, going to, uh, Disneyland. Uh, there were... I'll tell you this. There were states to end up. I'm not going to pretend like the Angels is the he best. He is from California, too. So. so, it's a bummer. Sucks that Mickey's gone. Um, it was a good bit. Good run. It was a good run. I still believe I'm I'm excited for him to kind of go out to a team where there's not as much pressure. And I'll get to learn from, you know, Mike Trout and be there with them. and. Um, there was another prospect traded as well. I'm just trying to see. Uh, Jidel Sanchez was also traded in exchange for Noah Syndergaard, who has already enrolled in the Bryce Harper School for Pandering 101 course uh, because he changed his Twitter banner to the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia cast. His Twitter bio is now It's Always Sunny. He changed his profile picture to him photoshopped in a Phillies uniform. And his first tweet. After the trade was, well, this is awkward, and it was him stealing the Fanatics ATV five years ago. I I sense a reenactment coming. (laughs) I sense him getting the Fanatic ATV. And then uh, Rob McElhaney takes to Twitter, does the Chase Utley bit, just switches it to Noah Syndergaard, and he promptly quote-tweets it and says, well, this is also awkward, and it was a gif of him a couple years ago with the Mets still throwing a pitch behind a batter. Um, So don't know if he's the best catch partner, Rob, but... Noah Syndergaard now in this rotation with Zach Wheeler reunited, Aaron Nola, Ranger Suarez who has been very good as of late, and Kyle Gibson with Zach Eflin being a giant question mark. Needed to go get a starting pitcher. Noah Syndergaard's here.
1: Zach Eflin's on the sixty-day.
0: Yeah, IL so he now, the right? earliest he can be activated now I think is the end of August. Yeah,
1: not a not a great look. Syndergaard's like a a great three or four like. Yeah. I listen. He is obviously
0: not what he was. Um, Strikeouts but, are down. Velocity's a little down, but I think this is also like his first full year since right. surgery. He also so. has like a wide range of pitches too. Like he's not yeah. just like one of these guys that has like two throws. Like that's right.
1: that's nice. Too. Like I just I listen. If you go into the playoffs with Wheeler, Nola, Syndergaard as your top three, I think you're in a good spot. Like and Gibson can. Ranger Suarez on, on is there on, on a day. Gibson can like handle himself. Yes. Ranger Suarez, I would be nervous about in a playoff. At least situation. as of late, Ranger Suarez. Yes, yes. Like this season's Ranger mm-hmm. Suarez, I would be nervous about. If we're talking like <laughs> Ranger Suarez from like September 10th last year, yes. <laughs> to like that's the last probably month of Ranger Suarez. Yes, <laughs> that's probably our our number two. Honestly, Zach yeah. Wheeler better watch out. But um I think that's fine. I, I think it's it's a good deal. We said they they needed to go get a, an established starting pitcher. Um, weren't able to get in on, on some of the other bigger guys, but, um, it is what it is. I, you know, I was a little worried in the beginning of the day because so many of the other, you know, like big, uh, teams, like, mm-hmm. this, especially the ones that we're competing with making tons of trades. I mean, like an hour before this, you have the Padres just going nuclear, right. And, and going out and, and getting Juan Soto. They got, uh, Josh Hader, like Josh Bell, Josh Bell. Josh Bell. Yeah. Brandon in, Drury. <laughs> in the Juan Soto trade, they yeah. got Josh Bell. Um, so, you know, that that's what worried me a little bit was just maybe some of these other teams making really kind of big, ambitious moves and the Phillies' standing pat. I, like, I would give this a B. I, I think it's it's not amazing. This isn't like mm-hmm. a trade deadline that, unless, I mean, something crazy happens this year and we win a World Series. Then we will talk about it, right? Like, it'll be the Joe Blanton type of yeah. thing, right? But um, I don't think it's one that'll be, like, etched in memory unless something like that were to happen. I have maintained literally since day one of the season – That I would believe more that the Phillies can win a World Series than make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Um, And to me, this trade deadline solidifies that belief for me. That this team, if they get into the playoffs, I think I think. uh, And Bryce is coming back.
0: He's throwing apparently. Yeah, he was uh, Um, throwing today at Citizens Bank, which was like a total
1: out of left (laughs) right field. I should say. Like
0: (laughs) no one was talking
1: about it. Now it's like, oh yeah, he's going to be able to. Uh, field again like in like sick. two weeks <laughs> that's sick um, gene segura comes back thursday like there's you know, a lot to be not to be positive about it. i don't know you know like it's it's i think it's one of the better trade deadlines we'd had in terms of actually addressing a need and it wasn't just like these these margin
0: guys um that were frankly yeah. not helpful at all I, I think i'm like trying to remember like when the last trade deadline that like we were like Refreshing the timeline, trying to wait and see what was going to happen before t-
1: before timelines. Fair, honestly, I I don't think there's been a. I mean, maybe in the last two years we've been like eager to see what
0: the Phillies do, but it hasn't mm-hmm. led to nothing. I think maybe this is the, the been... best move they made since getting Corey Dickerson a couple years ago. That was yeah. like okay, like that's a a quality bat who can come in and right. really help this team offensively. But that was
1: it was just Corey Dickerson, right? Like that would have been if we just got Brandon Marsh and be like, well, right. I see that's fine, but. Not totally what we needed, yeah. you know. I think they've um it was like the right amount of aggressive for me
0: personally. And then yeah. they got a Mundo Sosa a couple days ago for Jojo Romero.
1: Right. So not a bad uh not a bad trade deadline for the Phillies. Yeah, I would say
0: it's about a B minus and I think it can increase on two ends. If Brandon Marsh can figure out his approach at the plate and can start hitting the ball, and then do you think they need to re sign Cindergaard to make it kind of valuable from that trade aspect.
1: I and so here's I think you have a better chance of re signing Cindergaard than you do Rodon. Not mm-hmm. that necessarily it's going to happen, but I, I would I would say your 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 odds are, are, are a little better. I think Ro, Rodon to me just seems like he's gonna be a dodger next year or something. You know, like yeah, if he's, he's gonna go somewhere crazy, get a multi year deal. Like I just think he's he's and fair enough. Or he'll he, go to Houston. He made like a
0: big bet on himself. Um, Good for and him. Has
1: stayed healthy this year. Been one of the best uh, pitchers in baseball. Like,
0: or the way they're spending, he'll go to San Diego. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm, and I'd love that. I would love every second of that. Um, do we, Do we want to talk about the Nats at all? <laughs> so they got Mackenzie Gore, who I love. Yes, um, I love Mackenzie Gore. As which well. is fair enough. I it's a it's a strange haul though for Juan Soto um, and Josh Bell and Josh Bell. <laughs> and Luke Voigt instead and of Eric
0: Cosmore.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, so Eric Osmore had the chance to be like a, the, fu- the funniest
0: dude ever. What a <laughs> fucking legend. And he's like he, nah, he's, not going there.
1: He saw he saw his opportunity he did not miss, but um it's a it's a strange like return I would say for for such a great player. And it's
0: perfect but, because the Phillies now have a four-game series against the Juan Soto list, Josh Bell list Washington Nationals this weekend. Yeah, and we get them even later
1: too. You know, where it's yeah. like they'll really. Think I think we
0: out still have thirteen games against the Nationals oh, this that year. Just that inject great. it right into my veins. Yeah, um, Juan Soto is gone. He is now. He's out of the division. He's in the wild card <laughs> race with us, which is which, kind of scary for the postseason. Not for long because they're going to catch the Dodgers. That's valid. <laughs> he's going to San Diego. Josh Bell's going to San Diego. Josh Hader is now in San Diego. And Brandon Drury, who's having, like, a career of a revitalization with the Reds this year, is also going to San Diego. Uh, and Eric Hosmer is now Boston Reds. I
1: was a, I was a year early, I think, on my Padres-Yankees uh, Yeah, <laughs> World Series prediction.
0: <laughs> are the Padres the coolest team in baseball now? Uh,
1: Once Tatis Jr. comes back, yes. Like, they have Tatis? There's, I think they are the most, like, lovable team. I think people... And I, I feel this in a similar way. Like they've just been bad my entire life yeah. pretty much. Um, so it would be nice to see and everyone wants to go to San Diego. Beautiful weather year round, like it's the only pro sports team. Yeah, like they lost the Chargers. I think there's like there's national goodwill towards San Diego as a sports
0: town. Um They now have three of the and faces winning, of the Dominican team for the world baseball them Classic. Them winning it too would mean like you have these kind of juggernauts like between the Yankees and the
1: Dodgers. Yeah. Um, you know, that I think generally yeah, are unlikable teams um you know it, because they're they're in part big markets a lot of winning right especially with the yankees but um so like they're like the third head on that dragon and it's like mm-hmm. actually that's the preferred that's probably the preferred team i think if if anyone was going to win it they're the dragon okay with, with the tongue sticking out yes um except they're they got a lot more serious yeah, like they just <laughs> have
0: angry eyebrows and they get their tongue no, sticking out. no that's the mets the mets that's are the uh, <laughs>
1: the silly dragon it's going to be really funny when um <laughs> the Mets fall out of the division
0: and get uh, bounced in the wild card, <laughs> and then by the Padres. Jacob deGrom's a free agent and rejoins. No Syndergaard. How and Zach funny Wheeler is the it going to be when the
1: actually when the Padres catch the Dodgers somehow, and the Mets collapse, lose the division to the Braves, and get bounced by the Dodgers in the wild card? How funny is that going to
0: be? We might just have to live stream watching that game because it's going to be electric bozo moment. How funny would it be, though? What do you think I'm... Steve Cohen's Twitter is looking like? Oh. That happens.
1: He might delete it. He might start crowdfunding to actually get California to, to secede, because yeah. then maybe it's harder for them, you know, these California teams to be in uh, Major League Baseball.
0: So the how funny would it be if DeGrom leaves in free agency to rejoin with Wheeler and and Syndergaard? <laughs> Mets fans would be in shambles. Problem is DeGrom i don't think this dude can stay healthy no i like not at all i think that's that's and apparently he wants to go to the braves
1: because he's from atlanta why what they're gonna give you like a (laughs) 10 year 100 million dollar (laughs) contract not even 10 they'll give you like six six years uh 42 million that's the best we got and you get a a signed trey young jersey (laughs) and you get to meet Quavo. No, not even Quavo. You get uh, You get to go to jail to meet with Young Thug. <laughs> <laughs> you get a you get a prison call with Young Thug. That's your uh,
0: that's your signing bonus. Yeah, I mean, the Mets losing on the day that the Nationals blow it up Hilarious. with the Grom coming back Hilarious. It was just beautiful. Plus, former Iron Pig MVP Joey Manessis hitting the home run off the Grom was great uh we saw him when we were at the iron pigs game a few years ago spent 11 years in the minor leagues first hit in his major league career's home run um that was just beautiful phillies s- split with the braves um let's not talk about that first game but today it was today, today it was great today was great nicky c is back in business everybody yeah you heard that I think uh, I think after the Salisbury incident, he's hitting like 347. 347, I I he's got the home run. He's got, I think, seven or nice. eight RBI. Nice. Thanks, Jim. Tell you what, my fantasy
1: team really appreciated that too, you know. <laughs> it's
0: a really good turnaround. Heard that home run loud and clear. <laughs> uh, did you also see the video of uh, Nick's son, Liam, uh, for his birthday? <laughs> Nick's mom brought yeah. him to the uh, amusement park on the roller coaster. By the way, I
1: didn't even need to see who tweeted it to know that that was Nick Cassianos' son. Like, I just talk <laughs> it about, just like, like, photocopied. I was
0: <laughs> just like him. <laughs> um, Phil split with the Braves, which is great. Um, they've won three out of their last five against them. And... Uh, we I've I've realized this. We are the
1: Marlins to the Braves. Yes, uh, they they they're just, like five hundred against us. It's funny that each team in the NL East has a Marlins, you know? <laughs> except for us when we have the Marlins. Yeah. but like of
0: that, it's so it's so funny how this division just hates just hates each, each other. other so much. <laughs> uh, the Yankees go and get the big swing at the deadline. They get Frankie Montas. Uh, Luis Castillo goes to the Mariners. And, Surprised by that, I yeah. Was,
1: I was I I was really taken aback by
0: that. Tyler Maley goes to the Twins. To me, that was a win for the Phillies because none of the big pitching names went in the National League. Yeah,
1: like if if you're not going to be the one acquiring them, hope that they stay out of the division and then out of the league. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, division wise,
0: nothing crazy. The Mets got Michael Givens. Philly legend Darren Ruff is now a Met. And I think that was really it that they did. They didn't pull the trigger on Wilson Contreras, which was mm-hmm. kind of surprising to me. Um, well, Steve, Go- he lost a lot of money in Bitcoin. I that's think, true. So I think Had to have... sell his uh, drooling monkey yeah. picture. Um, Him and Ben Simmons having a real tough, real tough summer. The Braves did get better. Um, they went and got Jake Odorizzi mm-hmm. from the Astros. They got Rysel Iglesias from the Angels. Uh, they got Robbie Grossman from the Tigers and i think they traded for somebody else too if i'm not mistaken. um and then they also extended Austin Riley to, to the most ridiculous team friendly contract once again. uh whoever the agents are for the Braves players by the way stop fucking over your players. <laughs> like the fact that Acuña is signed to a 10-year $100 million contract still blows my mind to this day. it's
1: just like Albie's worst.
0: is signed to like a 7-year $35 million contract. yeah. And now Austin Riley signed to a 10-year, $213 million contract or whatever it was. Let's take a look at MLB power rankings.
1: Uh, Yankees obviously won. So one, two, three is Yankees, Dodgers, Astros. Did the Mets. Dodgers even... Dodgers, I don't think... Were, anybody Did anybody? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, not much, but... I don't remember, like, seeing them... Uh, they got Chris Martin... And Joey Gallo.
0: That's right, they trade for Gallo.
1: But who he'll probably turn into like a four hundred. Yeah, they did trade they trade Mitch White to the Blue Jays. Okay. Um, yeah, so Dodgers, Astros, Mets, Padres running out your top five. Braves in six. Where are the Phillies at? You got the Phillies at eight on the power rankings. They'll talk to you. Um so this is just an article talking about like
0: post trade deadline power ranking. I wasn't impressed with what the Mets did really. Not that they needed to go and really get anything. Yeah. Cause I mean, DeGrom is a huge acquisition in and of itself. If he stays healthy, um, the Braves, I, you know, they got better. Uh, the Phillies got better. And I mean, elsewhere in the national league, the Padres obviously won the trade deadline, in my opinion, um, to go get Juan Soto, to go get Josh Hader, Josh Bell. That's huge. Um, the Yankees did what the Yankees do. They go and get the big names, um, and they shed joey gallo who was just a shell of himself with the yankees i think the astros got better um they got will smith in the odor trade um and they got uh they got trey mancini too. trey mancini christian vasquez from the red sox um so they got better yeah, What what's up with the red sox uh, fires hail <sighs>
1: Yeah, I'll tell you what, that most-a-lot contract does not pay for itself. <laughs> I'll yeah. tell you what,
0: Xander's going to look great in the Phil's uniform next year. It's going to look so clean. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for them. I can't. That's going to be the next, like, what the fuck is this team doing trade is when they have to get rid of Devers. <sighs> get, put me to the front of the line, baby. Yep. <laughs> put me to the front of the line. Uh, the Blue Jays got a, a couple of players. They trade for Whit Merrifield which uh, just seems like now he's going to have to get vaccinated. Uh, Help. (laughs) Um, Harrison Bader went to the Yankees as well for Jordan Montgomery. Jose Quintana goes to the Cardinals, um, which was another, like, Philly's target. That was the other pitcher um, that was, like, you know, being thrown around in, in Philly circles, which I was fine letting him go to the Cardinals. He knows that division well, so it makes a lot of sense being, you know, he spent a ton of time with the Cubs. I mean, overall, I think the Phillies had one of the better trade deadlines across the board outside of, you know, like we said, the Padres, the Yankees. Maybe the Twins. They get in the whole podcast hosted by Steve McAvoy and John Mavalia, be sure to follow us on Twitter at get in the Whole pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly, a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia Family of Podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Yeah, because the Twins also got the Orioles closer, Jorge Lopez, um, and they got Michael Fulmer from the Tigers. And then I think the Mariners going and getting Luis Castillo's huge for them it's, it that's like an intent signing too yeah. that you just haven't like it's very uncharacteristic for them to
1: make a uh, a big splash that's why i didn't think that they would they're in the wild card race <laughs> yeah.
0: um and i think that helps them push further to kind of lock up one of the top two wild card spots in the american league it helps too
1: that just looking at who's in the wild card race
0: it's them the blue jays in the race
1: no, yeah and like really only them and the blue jays made moves the rays Rays, I think, are kind of just standing pat, and um, yeah, like the Guardians, Orioles. The Rays,
0: like, were part of that three-team trade with the Astros right. and somebody else. I'd say they,
1: nothing, nothing super significant from. They the just Rays upgraded
0: like line. center field defense. Yeah, um, I mean that, and the
1: American League. Well, kinda, I kind of, I kind of just see it ending as it is. I see the Blue yeah. Jays, Mariners, Rays, Not especially sure. since
0: the Orioles traded off, yeah, big pieces.
1: Or is it like, nah, we're... <laughs> not this year, folks. We're gotta, not in it this year. you got to give us
0: four more years. <laughs> <laughs> Unreal. Um, and I think, like, it's wild that the Brewers traded Josh Hader because he still has another year of uh, being under contract. But, I mean, they got four prospects back, and they're still in the thick of things. I think they're leading the NL Central. Yeah. um it feels like one of those maybe just got out in the right time yeah it's like one. Of, i th- I think
1: some teams like that i think the Brews are like that where it's like rather would be out a year early than a year mm-hmm. late um and it's a fine risk like bet to make if you're the padres because if you're right you get one of the best relief pitchers in baseball and it's like just get a lead to the seventh or eighth inning and boom you won like yep um
0: you know, and the the Brewers also have Devin Williams, right? Who can close for them now. I feel
1: like the Brewers have always had good relief pitchers. Yeah, this is one of those teams.
0: They also got one them in Cleveland. Back. I, yeah, I
1: think it's just I think it's the heartland of America. Actually, is <laughs> like just very good at developing pitchers. That that velo pouch. It's all the cheese.
0: It's all the cheese and beer. <laughs> Sticky stuff. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think what the Phillies did was better than what the Cardinals did. And that helps yeah. because the Cardinals are chasing the Phillies for that third wild card spot. Don't know if you're going to catch the Padres now um, for that second spot. Um, and I mean, who knows what happens with the Braves? Like, with what the Padres did, they could potentially surpass the Braves for the, the first wild card spot. And then. Phillies and Braves are duking it out in terms of positioning in the division for that wild card spot. Like the the NL wild card got very interesting with the trade deadline. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely competitive.
1: So we're we're six and a half back of the Braves. Um, problem is, is, we just
0: we can't make up ground on them. I mean, right. <laughs> whenever we win, they win. Yeah, like we just have not. We'll lose one game st- in a span of twelve games, and they'll they'll win that
1: thirteen trades. So we still have. We have six game. no, I'm sorry, we have seven games. We have a, a three-game and a seven-game series. Uh, three-game and a four-game series, Jesus, uh, still against the Braves. So, theoretically, you could make that up. You're not sweeping the Braves, right. though, in both series. But, yeah, like, like we mentioned, a lot of national series left, which is very nice. Huge. Um, that'll help. wonder but. who
0: else is on the Braves' schedule this year the rest of
1: i want to say that they have a a pretty challenging schedule the rest of the way yeah so they're they're about to get into the series with the mets that's big uh red sox marlins uh mets again they got the astros they got the cardinals so they could kind of do us a favor Mm. the end of august um their september's not terrible athletics mariners giants us nats us yeah they're closing out with the mets and the marlins um
0: tough rest of august for sure. Their
1: august is challenging. Definitely more challenging than than uh, ours is, I would say, but um they got some they got some tough series in there. I would say overall they probably have the more challenging series. I in, mean, August is going
0: to be the month that the Phillies really have to take advantage. Yes, because they're playing some overall pretty bad teams outside of that Mets Washington, series. Miami, Cincinnati, 7 against the Mets. Yeah. Cincinnati again, Pittsburgh, Arizona. Like that's where you're going to be able to. You got to make up some ground, there, right? For sure. Starts tomorrow against the Nationals, and I let's mean, sweep, let's sweep these absolute lagoons. Can we just can we just talk more about the Nationals and just how silly it was that they told their social media manager? I feel so bad for their social media manager uh, to tweet out a picture just captioned "Forever" with Juan Soto walking into the dugout with the World Series banner there. You tweet that as you willingly trade your twenty-three-year-old once-in-a-generation player for it's tough in the grand scheme of things nothing, right? With two and a half years of control, left. like you get like two starters out of that deal, maybe yeah, <laughs> yeah, if you're lucky. <laughs> that's
1: that's brutal stuff. I mean, I'll say this: good for them, I guess, because they won a championship, but. They are, I think, one of the greatest what-if teams from the last, like, the the, the Nationals from the last five years and the the players that they've had, like... They just proved how lucky that World Series was. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Like, Strasburg's arm
0: fell off. Corbin was a one-hit wonder. Harper left the year before. Rendon left right after the World Series. Rendon has not been healthy since... Uh, and then you lose. You got like you just rode the title wave of Max Scherzer. Scherzer gone. gone. Trey Turner gone. Kyle Schwarber gone. It's just crazy, crazy. And now stuff. Juan Soto gone. Don't get it. Just a, a miserable franchise. Send them back. Send him back to Montreal. That's what I say. Stolen franchise. Uh, I saw people too like complain, like talking about Nationals fans. On Twitter, I was like, those exist?
1: I it's very few.
0: Remember when they tried to bring back like <laughs> take back the ballpark initiative? I do. I remember when they tweeted. I think this that is just
1: karma. I remember when they tweeted that it, it's actually really easy to beat Philadelphia and it's been uh it's been pretty difficult for them since. And that's across sports, not just baseball. It's tough. Um I saw this, which I didn't quite realize. Um, speaking of just like tough times because I never quite put two and two together, but people have been talking about it a lot since Moniak got traded. So, uh, with Mickey Moniak getting traded today, that officially closes the door in the 15-month span in 16-17 where all four Philly teams had the first or second overall pick in the draft and ended up with Wentz, Moniak, Simmons, Nolan Patrick, and Fultz.
0: I'm going to talk about the biggest what-if situation.
1: <laughs> what if?
0: What if? I mean... <laughs> We all know the traditional Big Four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest-growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey? Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Cremins as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. There's nothing. There's really nothing. More Who would to add, have thought actually. Moniac would have been the last one to survive?
1: And the one that's still like, I mean, Simmons, like Ben still has like a, a bright career ahead of him because he could still be like an all star and whatever. I mean, Ben Simmons by a, I guess, Wentz is hard to grade. Yeah. Technically Super Bowl champion, right? Like, correct. So it's hard to, by proxy. So like, <laughs> he
0: won, he did win a championship, which is the ultimate goal. Um, Did not play in said championship, but has the ring. Has the ring. Was the reason they got there.
1: Right. So I guess you kind of have to put Wentz as the best. Maybe not as an individual player, but in terms of, like, accomplishment. I mean, listen, you win a championship. That's just kind of it. And then I guess Ben.
0: I, I kind of lean right now, like, in terms of just... Way their careers are going, like Faults is kind of rebounded. Yeah, he's still he's
1: still dealing with injury stuff. Um, I mean, just take your pick: between Moniac, Patrick, and Faults. I don't, I don't know. I don't think you're getting. I think Moniac still has Moniac. At least you have the hope, like yeah, and is you know seems like a, a likable person
0: too, he's back home too. So maybe yeah. that helps. Um, but man, I don't know. I mean, the Flyers will probably have a number one pick in the near future if they don't trade it away to try to put another band aid on them. Um, I don't know which of the other three teams will ever be close to having a top one or two pick again in the near future. Like in the next what? So the Eagles technically didn't
1: in that draft, and neither did the Sixers right. for uh, for Fultz and this for Wentz. Picks
0: swapped for faults they traded Fultz, up folks we traded up
1: folks who traded up with uh mm-hmm. with with Boston yeah and then traded up for Wentz. yeah cause so.
0: the eagles were at 13 and i mean
1: really the flyers were not that bad of it. They, they won yeah, they won the lottery, the lottery. <laughs> to move up to 2 <laughs> in just total flyers fashion
0: you got to love it you oh, got to no. love that stuff uh, that's good stuff right there i think we should see what Noah Syndergaard's – Auto-generated texting service <laughs> responds with, "Uh, so we're gonna text Noah Syndergaard live on the show right now, uh, just to see what uh this texting service provides."
1: Very excited for Noah Syndergaard.
0: Yeah, I'm. I saw a lot of people like bashing it, and I'm like, I think sometimes people get a little. Here's
1: the thing. And again, it goes back to the Rodon thing because I think that's who Philly's Twitter especially wanted. I think people get a little tunnel vision sometimes. And like I said, Rodon has been great this year, no denying that. But there is a reason that a pitcher as great as him is as openly available as he was. Like, that's it. Um, So let's just just relax. All right, it's going to be okay that we we didn't get Rodon. Life will move on. And I just know for a fact that should we have traded for him, he would have had season-ending carpal tunner- tunnel surgery tomorrow or something. Like, just the way way it would have gone, a hundred percent. Noah Syndergaard, he's not. I don't think he's in like that top tier of pitcher that was on the market, but still a very very good pitcher.
0: Yeah, I, like we said, like he's this is his first full season back from the surgery and everything. I think it's going to work out. You know, he's back with with Zach Wheeler. And I think this city will embrace the living hell out of him. Um I think he's that type of player. I'm excited about it. He was like my my 1B to Rodon. Like if they would have gotten Rodon, I would have been stoked. Cindergard, I wanted them to get in addition to Rodon. Um so by all accounts, I'm fine with it. And you'll see what he does in the rotation. You also have Ranger Suarez and Kyle Gibson behind him. Um, I think he's he's going to perform really well. He's wearing number 43, formerly worn by Nick Pavetta. Uh, and he'll take the mound on your birthday. He's pitching tomorrow at Citizens Bank Park. And I knew I should have bought those tickets. <laughs> um, Very excited for that. I mean... It is pretty wild that the Phillies have two former studs from the New York Mets pitching rotation now in their own rotation, one via free agency, one via trade. Um...
1: Top bins,
0: top-tier commentary. Top
1: drawer. Upper 90. You already now. know. <laughs> you it's more already of a
0: lifetime, know. It?
1: I think that's we, how it we always went goes. Like 45 previous, like, minutes, and we were at like Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> we <were> <laughs> about- what are we doing? <laughs>
0: Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today.
1: Hey, it's top Ben's time. What's up? We're back.
0: I mean, I don't know what the the outcome for the Phillies will be now. You know, as we move forward through the rest of August and September, and hopefully into October, but you got to think these moves push them over the top to get into the playoffs.
1: I sure hope so. I gotta tell you, <laughs> I sure hope so
0: because they need it, and it would be very funny to have two former Mets studs be a, a big reason as to why they get into the playoffs yeah um
1: i think even outside of the moves it's just going to be up to this team to do it it's a, it's like very much in their control now dusty's in their hands so um i feel i feel good about the phillies which is a big big at this big, point in the year flag it's big to me. <laughs> it's a big red flag to me i'm really now i'm like now i'm worried because now that i just said that out loud i've vocalized that I'm I'm kind of positive about this team It makes me nervous. So we'll see. How uh,
0: down bad do you think Ken Rosenthal is right now after recording a podcast for the Athletic and writing an article saying that firing Joe Girardi wouldn't fix the Phillies back on May thirty first. So I wanna I wanna be sympathetic to him and say that
1: We love Ken. We love Ken. I probably would have agreed. Probably like, yeah, I think this team I think this place just sucks. <laughs> like Alec Bohm, you know <laughs> um and I, I didn't think we would fire Girardi. And I think that was kind of the opinion of a lot of people because he's expiring this year. And, mm-hmm. You know, what alternative was there, really? Um, shouldn't act like Rob Thompson was a... Clearly the guy that we needed to have. you like, no one was banging the table for Rob Thompson, okay? No one was doing that. Um, even after, like, his first series where it was great, like, well, you know, it's, it's Rob Thompson. I mean, come on, what do we, you know... We, Let's relax, and we have not relaxed since then. Do you think he's banished his way into being the manager next year? Yeah, when we he wins a World Series, what <laughs> about?
0: Girardi just didn't feel like putting in six more months of work to get to a World Series. Like I'm just gonna, I just never understood I'm the bad. Girardi signing from the beginning. Like he was working at MLB Network, and I was like, why? that's a move that
1: rarely works yeah the like, guy why are you gonna like, pull him from TV the guy that's been on TV the the only and I mean it's probably the best example is Steve Kerr that's yeah. like the only guy that I can think of that that is that is and as it.
0: of right now we all know they're gonna collapse Buck show Walter has been good for the Mets
1: sure but it's the Mets I don't they're gonna to fall apart you. it already it's, happened last night with they're the gonna drum. I to, now that I said it now that I said it it's totally gonna happen. They're gonna fall out of the division. They're gonna have to play the Dodgers in the wild card, and yep. they're
0: going to lose. And Steve Cohen is gonna lose his mind. Did you see last night? Somebody tweeted uh, something about the Mets, like Degrom starts over the past X amount of games. He has like a one nine two ERA or something for the Mets. And yeah, those games were played in twenty seventeen. <laughs> we didn't even have COVID well, the last time Degrom pitched a full season. There's a Sports gambler out there who has faded Jacob DeGrom and has been plus like $3,000 when he fades DeGrom. I <laughs> love it. It's absolutely incredible. Um, but yeah, Nick Castellanos is back. Hits a home run today. Has his moment. Uh, hello, haters. How are you? Our guy is here. I mean, he was show- he's been showing positive signs. It's not like... It looked like he's checked out. Um, Like, he's just a guy that cares, and he's been hitting the ball well. It hasn't been for power, but he's been getting on base over the past, I'd say, like, two, two and a half weeks, and it finally came to fruition. He hits his first home run since June. That's an acquisition in and of itself.
1: Maybe maybe he just needed a little Jim Salisbury. uh, Jim Salisbury, coach him up, you know? Maybe Jim Salisbury just knew what he was doing the entire time. It's like Doctor Strange. Like, this is what... I'm telling you, we win a World Series. We're going to look back on the moment and be like, he knew. He knew something we didn't. He that's going to be the cover all... of the, the Phillies uh, yearbook. He, he analyzed all one million whatever
0: situations. This is the one. This is one where we win. So. <laughs> and I hate using the, oh, that's an acquisition in and of itself, but Bryce Harper and Gene Scar are coming back. It's it strange. is. When you haven't had Gene for two months yep. and haven't had Bryce for a month... It is. And it feels like longer. <laughs> yeah. Haven't had Bryce in the field since April. Right. I mean, that that will actually be an acquisition
1: as well in that you'll actually have the DH back. Yeah. that's Which
0: I think will take so much pressure off of Castellanos. And we saw... Schwerber out there, you know, get him going. You'll we saw right. in spring training, too, and early in the season when Castellanos was hitting behind Bryce Harper, success was there. And right. And he was a, a much more, like, confident approach at the plate... It gave him more opportunities. It's gonna lengthen this lineup that much more. Um And I think with Gene coming back, do you think it spells the end for one DD Gregorius? I think you gotta have the uh, gotta have that conversation at least. Because fortunately you traded for Sosa, who is a plus defender. Bryson Stott is a plus defender and a better bat in terms of power and overall hitting right now than Didi. I I just don't know where he kind of fits into the equation. Not
1: much. That's it's tough. It is tough, but it's just, it's the way it goes. Yeah. Um, Made a bet on Didi and we
0: lost it. And of course we can't have anything positive um, in terms of the Phillies the day after the trade deadline we have to throw articles out there about phillies could trade reese hoskins this offseason when is that gonna end uh when he (laughs) resigns like goddamn the the reese hoskins roller coaster of people just trying to throw the heartbeat of this team out of town blows my mind yeah it's
1: it's especially weird when it's like philly people doing it
0: yeah It's like, this guy is a clubhouse leader. He wants to be here. It's not like a guy that's like, oh, you know, I'm here for the money or I'm here because, you know, I just have to be. Reese Hoskins wants to be here. Yeah. I just don't understand the, the slander and the hate that he gets. I think he's just, he's just a scapegoat for people. That's valid. So that's what it is.
1: There's, it's unfortunate, but a lot of teams have him. And uh, Reese has just been been a lightning rod. For, for a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of the Phillies, sh- like just general struggles, have been put on on reaches. Not that Reese yeah. is perfect, but good player. <laughs> I think I think people have uh, people who said that sometimes. on and off the field. Yeah.
0: Um. Speaking of lightning rod, Matt, uh, and this will be brought to you by the homies over at Pickup. You guys can go to playpickup.com, start playing the hottest headlines in sports, rack up points on your fan profiles, cash them in for prizes. That's playpickup.com. dot Union have a new player as well. They do um a few new players and uh they have this
1: sorry they have this Ghanaian, Ghanaian uh center back who I think is is gonna mostly just be with the uh the union 2 system um they also got odabos a uh like a center defensive midfielder um, seems like some of that's going to be more like a depth signing but they've been they've been uh they've been cruising along I don't know if anyone's noticed but it's just been like the best like four game stretch in union history. So no big deal. <laughs> that's been cool. Um a lot of guys hitting just the, the ground running now too and the the offense is clicking. You got Gazdag and Carranza and Ua just all combining very well for goals. That Trio each has at least eight goals, which is among the best in the league, if not the best, I think actually. So um yeah, I just think you know what's weird too is that They've done this like amazing recruiting and scouting and LA Galaxy signing like Ricky Pouge from Barcelona who's like this like cast off from there who's like got all types of dude just loves TikTok too much, you know, like that's that's the beat on him. Um and they just don't get the recognition for that. And I think I've I think this is the best union team I've seen. Um and I think this is this is the year they actually get over the line, but um, they just feel like a, a complete setup right now because the worry, you know, it, for, I'd say like the first part of the season is that offensively, this team is not scoring enough and they've now they're not going to be scoring like they've scored mm-hmm. <laughs> like the last few weeks. That's just very obviously, right? you know, a little bit of a, of an outlier. However, um, I think the confidence that you're getting and the chemistry between that front three, especially is, uh, is really, really promising. So, um, I li-
0: I like the direction that they're heading. Did you see Andre Blake rocking the Sixers uh, Nikes as well? I did. I did. Some good crossover there. Um, as uh, as Uncle Zoe would say, this is the year.
1: <laughs> Honestly, like it's it really feels like something special. I mean you look
0: at the Across the board too, outside right. of, you know, that team in orange and black. Right. Like vibes are great around the Sixers right now. Phillies. Yeah, until the season great. starts. that Sixers true.
1: are a great offseason kind of uh kind of team. It's like, yeah, yeah, I feel good about it. And then you like watch them play. You're like, I'm actually, I'm actually yeah. then I'm the, so sure the investigational
0: lead into the season from Adam Silver. And they're on it. They're on the Knicks too. <sighs> Tough. Uh, I mean, vibes feel good around the Eagles. Yes. The union vibes are great. Union vibes like, are very good. Feels really good. Doc Rivers also said that James Harden's calling him way too much this offseason. Doc's probably like, I'm on the golf course, James. Leave me the fuck alone. Dog, I dropped two pounds. It's water weight. That's like a a hard practice. It's like losing two pounds. It's his body armor. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Oh, man. Phils feel good, though. Phils feel good, which is a a great sign as they head into a four-game series against the Nationals uh trade deadlines come and gone i don't know about you do you miss the waiver deadline with baseball To be honest
1: not really it's not something that occupied a lot of space in my mind i know know you miss it
0: i miss it a little bit simply because there were moments where like big moves got made with the waiver deadline and like sometimes i just miss like that happening like mid-august like some random big name player just gets moved from a shit team and goes and helps somebody like verlander was a waiver deadline acquisition for the astros when he went there right so i miss like that kind of stuff but overall i think getting rid of it puts way more pressure on gms and owners to be like all right you want to make a move you have until this day go do it like right. you, you don't get to wait around and hope that somebody gets put on waivers yeah there's like a nice spontaneity about it i think that uh That
1: people like, but
0: do you think the Phils acquisitions or the Phils (laughs) DFAs were the better moves? I tell you this: there's no relief quite
1: like getting people you hate out of your life. Um, So I say that there's a there's a burden that has been purged.
0: I think both are what, both of them for being terrible people
1: and not good baseball players.
0: So and both Feels ends good. of that spectrum made the team better. Yes,
1: that's the thing too. It's like a double whammy yeah. where you know you get you get them off and you get better while doing it. Turns into no brainer.
0: Dan right? Wilson compared the Phillies trade deadline to college move out day. Yeah, it's like it's like you got rid of some out. of the trash and stuff that's you're been cleaning laid around. out the locker. You know, and it's like you're just moving on to better things. Yeah. You brought in some things that, you know, may not be here long term or, you know, don't look great on the surface, but you'll end up using them when you go back home. It's a college move out day. Yes. That is your Phil's trade deadline. Uh, that's all we got for you guys this week. Make sure you follow us on the socials at Underground PHI on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Castorina. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Check out the website UndergroundSportsPhiladelphia.com for all of our written content. Subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts and leave those five-star ratings and reviews on Apple and Spotify. And, of course, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel and uh, smash that like button. Click the bell icon so you don't miss a single episode of your favorite Underground Sports Philadelphia shows. Shout-out to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main Auto LLC, Dusharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. Tom Shades, Pickup, Kenwood Beer, and Bino Board. All of their information is linked in the description uh, on YouTube and in the show notes on audio. This has been Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 452. Stick around on facebook.com underground sports, PHI, if you're watching live. Uh, Twitter at FC Top Bins. And right here on Twitch, potentially, uh, we will have an episode of Top Ins coming at you with Matt and Dom um, breaking down Serie A. But until then, we're getting the heck out of here, and we're signing off. Peace.